I'm just a little songbird. Try to fly my way homeward with the melody, and I make the beat. Don't know where it'll take me, take me. 'Cause when I'm in the dark of night, I sing my way back to the light. Come along with me, and your heart will see that a song changes everything. And the music is moving me forward on the brighter things, on the big. Dreams, let the harmony carry me, carry me. Even if the sky's falling down, I know the sound will lead me out. Come along with me, and I know you'll see that a song changes everything. Yeah, every time that song ends, I'm always like, "Can I hit her high note today?" <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, you can. You can. Oh, my, my voice is in a good place if I can hit her note. <laughs> good morning, everyone. Welcome to Arts for the Health of It. I'm Catherine Partisini, and I'm Andrea Volcap Sanderson. Hello, people. Whoa. Oh, oh man, I should have had it ready. <laughs> off the top of my head. Uh, it's good to be with y'all today. Uh, we're excited. Um, we have a special guest with us, uh, actually a good friend of our CEO, Richard Wilmore. Um, interesting connection there. But before we start, I just want to remind you that we still have our make a thousand, give a thousand. Um, I would say it's a creative challenge for you to combine your creativity mm -hmm. and service together. And we've gotten a couple entries I wanted to share. These are so beautiful. Um, so if you're listening, there's, these are handmade heart themed cards that a participant has made. Um, and the way this works is you can make any heart themed object card, um, piece of artwork that you mail to us. This is our PO box information, and we will distribute those to, um, the healthcare communities that we serve. For every heart that we receive, we have a donor giving um, a, a dollar, up to $1,000. So hence the make a thousand, give a thousand. Um, right. And here's and, one more, cool. sorry. That's beautiful, that's beautiful. I was gonna say everyone, like, if you wanna know more, please go on our website and then you can, you know, find out how and to give. And we do have a PO box, it's kind of long and I don't expect any of you have out your pen and paper ready to take that down. So just know you can go to Hearts Need Art. <laughs> yeah, heartsneedart.org and then it's slash a thousand hearts and there's all the directions, there's an intake form. It's uh, super easy to get started. Um, the other fundraiser we have, this is super fun, especially if you're into gardening, uh, we encourage you to check out our given garden fundraiser, when you purchase your plants through them, um, half of the proceeds from your purchase go to Hearts Need Art. So you can beautify your garden and also uh, beautify experiences for patients and caregivers as well. And that's also on our website, heartsneedart.org slash donate. So that's right. You just click on some tabs when you get there. If you don't remember the entire thing, just need to remember the heartsneedart.org. And then you can give 
Because your money is going to a great place. There are wonderful artists in community that are going into the hospitals that are sitting with patients and helping them create beautiful things and just spending quality time because that is a great love language, quality time. You cannot put a price tag on quality time. Yes, especially in, in times when you're isolated from friends, family members. Um, some a, a lot of the people that we serve through Hearts Need Art are in their hospital room for weeks and months at a time. Some cannot leave to even walk up and down the hallway. So your support is offering a human connection point for them. Human connection. Speaking of which. <laughs> <laughs> let's, talk, let's, bring, let's bring up the guest that we have today because he is all about the human connection. And I'm gonna give a little bit of, like people who know me know that when I do introductions for folks, it gets serious for me. I get like really into introducing people. And this guest that we have today, I cannot say enough about him. I had a chance to sit with him for a few minutes and his spirit really just like, just, it just goes through this whole space of the virtual space, meeting, even, even meeting him in a, a virtual space. He, he carries such presence and, and I, I'll probably never, ever forget him. Uh, I want to let everyone know before I do my introduction, sensitive subject warning. Uh, we are going to be talking about suicide today and just some really difficult mental health issues and challenges. So if that is something that you need to be mindful of, or, you know, you might, Ooh, it's too rich for your blood. We understand. Uh, but I hope that regardless of whether or not you sit for this episode that you do go check out this individual because he is he gonna bless your life so with that said our guest today is a meditation teacher an educator a mental health advocate he is a singer songwriter composer and he has a gift to reach young people please welcome to the show jordan lally Welcome. We need the clapping sound effect, but <laughs> we'll create it. <laughs> we'll stadium. What an introduction. Thank you so much. Oh my goodness. It's wonderful to be with you guys. Welcome, Jordan. We're so glad you're here. And uh, just thank you for being with us to share your story, which is incredible. And we're excited you get to share it with our listeners today. Absolutely. Absolutely. Happy to be here. And again, I mean, I'm really, I'm sitting here still blown away by that introduction. I mean, could you... <laughs> Could you come on tour with us? I mean, I would. Voice, I would you it's wow. really great because I, I feel like I'm called to do, like we have a very similar calling with our lives. And so when, you know, I was introduced to you, I was like, oh yeah, I could interview this guy. This is going to be great. It's going to be easy to interview him. Uh, and I mean, we, we have so much to cover and um, not a whole lot of time, but I would love to. And I do, I do actually, I started in a school gymnasium. My first concert was in a school gymnasium, my senior year of high school. And in that time frame, I was like, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. I want to just work with teenagers and, and preteens and uh, show them like a light their path. It's like here's a little here's a little flashlight. There's a path. Go get on that path and go go be great. Uh, and I feel like that's what you you're called to do in so many different ways. But your your journey didn't start that way. So we would love for you to just kind of lay out the the difficult part. We're gonna step right into the to the deep waters. And if you don't mind telling <laughs> us about your, your journey and what got you here. Yeah, absolutely. Um. So. I was a touring musician for about uh, six, seven years with my band. Um, and that was kind of my life. That was the, the trajectory of my life. And then back in 2014, I lost my dad, who incidentally was the biggest supporter of our band, uh, biggest fan. Uh, I lost my dad to a battle with depression that culminated in suicide. Uh, 
and that was really the uh, the turning point for me. It changed my life in, in a myriad of ways, um, most uh, perhaps transformationally, just by forcing me to take a closer look at my own mental health, mm -hmm. uh, which I'd done everything I could to avoid. Um, but I had dealt with depression and, and anxiety, social anxiety um, for many, many years. And so, uh, yeah, once I lost my dad, I, I took a, a proactive approach to my mental health. And I really started to, to, number one, be honest about what I was going through, which was a far cry from how I'd approached my mental health before. Um, and secondly, I uh, just started to meditate and practice mindfulness every day without fail. And uh, both truth and meditation have changed my life. And then ultimately, um, that uh, sort of carried over to our band. And we went from playing clubs and bar gigs and festivals to uh, instead uh, bringing our, our music and, and message of mental health and wellness to students. Um, and so we, we joke that we used to be up till 2 a.m. playing the bar gigs and now we're waking up at 5 a.m. just to make it to a public high school or a library or any of these uh, wonderful places that we get to share, uh, share our music and message. So may I ask you a question? Tell me the name of your original band and then what your name transformed to and why you chose the new name. So uh, the name of our first band was Fiction 20 Down, um, which is a mouthful, and every marquee got it wrong, just about everyone. Uh, we were called Friction 20 Down. I can't begin to tell you how many times, uh, but it was, it was Fiction 20 Down, and then um, uh, and that was really based off of a poem that I'd written in college, just wanting uh, my worst fears to become fiction 20 years down the line. And my biggest fear was that I would never sing out loud because my anxiety was so tremendous. In fact, I didn't sing out loud until I was 27. So that was the first band name. Um, and, and then lost my dad and took a step back from the music career for about a year and really focused on my own mental, emotional health. And when I, you know, reconnected with my bandmates and we got back into it, the music was different. The message, you know, was clearly different. The, the, the purpose behind what we were doing was different. And so it felt really fitting to change the name. And, uh, and so, uh, on a long list of band names that, uh, thankfully we didn't choose uh, some of the other options. Um, Big Infinite was the one that we chose. And that was really something that had emerged for me during a meditation um, that uh, kind of, it speaks to a lot of things, but really just the one that's the connection. I think that we all, we all ultimately share beneath the, 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 our histories and, our, and the stories in our headspace. And, you know, um, so the Big Infinite, uh, as my mom would call, um, the body of Christ, or as Bob Marley would call one love, you know, it's, that's kind of what the big infinite really is all about. Wow. And can you talk a little bit about, um, because it, it's the same band members that you started with, right? You guys have been together. How many years now has that been? Whew, it's been probably almost 15 years. Yeah. 15 maybe years. a little bit more. Yeah. Um, yeah. like it's, it's just, it's remarkable to me that you guys have stayed together through I mean you completely transform it transformed everything um but was there also a, a tie-in for your bandmates as well with this the mental health piece of you know maybe being more aware of it or um how did that show up for each of you yeah so so they've been uh with me by my side for every step of the journey including uh we were on tour in Florida when I got the call about my dad and they were the ones that that literally physically caught me and you know, mm. carried me into our tour van and drove me through the night from Florida back to Maryland. Uh, and they, like, as I said, they stayed with me every step of the journey. And um, I'm so moved by their willingness to do so. And then to even take it a step further. And, and as we stand in front of students, acknowledge their struggles, you know, as I do the same, I talk about my anxiety and depression and my bandmate DJ will talk about, you know, his experiences with depression. And he had his, uh, 
Uh, he's recently uh, in the last year had his lower leg amputated and he's had a succession of 18 surgeries over the last 15 years and just this this tremendous depression and weight that that's caused in his life and so he'll give voice to that and andre uh, my other bandmate will talk about his experiences with trauma in the past and this ripple effect of ptsd and all that stuff we share willingly with students but it started by our willingness to share it with one another and that only happened after i lost my dad before that, we had toured for six, seven years. We carried on endless conversations in the tour van, the green room, the hotel room, and they were all superficial. And so it was just sort of a natural extension of, of, uh, of, of I guess, the vulnerability that maybe the suicide brought forth in me. And then it just kind of each of us just, uh, yeah, just started to open and, and share with one another the, the real truth, you know. Wow. So I just feel like... Um... You know, when I was watching the trailer, I was thinking about how the way the vulnerability in your manhood, uh, that it's not, and the world needs to see more of that. Uh, men's expressing their emotions, men's talk, men talking about their pain and the things that they go through and the bond that, that was very apparent between you and your father, the love and the passion with which he celebrated y'all's music and just showed up for you. And to know that you have to try to figure out a way to celebrate his life and what he left with you, with him not being here and how you find a way to do so in your music. I'd love to hear a, a way that you found that you can do that through your music. Hmm, uh, celebrate my father through, through my music. I mean, I, I think that that really, the entirety of what we offer now is is uh, in honor of my dad and it's honoring his whole person. You know, he was always the type just like me to put his his curated version of himself out into the world, the perfect version of himself. Um, but, you know, the truth is, had, had he had he offered all of it, certainly to to his family, to his son, I would have loved him for all of it. And when he was struggling with depression, I loved him nonetheless. And so I think that's what we. Uh, that's how I, I honor my dad and, and, and I really share that bond that I think we have now uh, even more so than when he was alive is that that uh, through and through unconditional love, you know. And, and so when I talk about my dad and it started with his eulogy that I gave, you know, it, it's not only about the, the beautiful man he was and the beautiful life he lived, but it's also about his struggles, struggles that I think everyone that I've ever spoken to can in some way relate to. Um, so I, I think that's it. And, and, you know, that's echoed in certain songs that, that we shared. One in particular comes to mind, I Am Love, which is really about that unconditional love that um, that I think we all owe to ourselves and to one another. That's wonderful. So when did you decide, like, what was, can you, do you remember and think back to what, what was one of your first opportunities to go into schools? Yes, I can, <laughs> because it was, <laughs> it was immediately met with a panic attack. <laughs> um, uh, it was uh, a, so for, for me, the journey has been very organic and it's been the community asking us to go speak or asking me to talk, the band to play. It wasn't something I necessarily sought out. Uh, and there were two opportunities that came up back to back within a two week period, which uh, coincidentally was around the four year anniversary of my father's passing. Um, and they were both within that two week time frame, which I found kind of uh, as a kind of a wink from the universe. But um, one was a group of high school students who were holding a mental health assembly and they asked uh, me to speak and the band to join me. The other was 
called the Life Matters Suicide Prevention Conference, and they wanted me to speak. And um, and so I had that opportunity to go to the to the school to to it's called Seamilton Wright. It was a local school, and I showed up the night before for sound check, and I was really feeling really confident, uh, even though it had been preceded by a lot of anxiety. But when I left that night, I started to feel a lot of anxiety, a tremendous amount of anxiety, carried over all the way until the next morning. And it was so overwhelming that I actually had to cancel the assembly. And I had never done anything like that in my life. I was the type to grin and bear it. And I'm going to I'm going to make it happen for other people. I'll, you know, God forbid I let anybody else down. But I did that. And that was kind of that unconditional love I'm talking about. Like I had enough compassion for myself to say, like, if I'm going to do this, like I have to do it when I'm healthy and ready to do it. And it wasn't that time for me. And then two weeks later, I did the Life Matters Suicide Prevention Conference. And I was ready. And I think I was ready only because two weeks prior, I had loved myself enough to say, okay, I can't do this right now. Uh, so I did that Life Matters Suicide Prevention Conference. And um, uh, the following semester, I went returned to see Moton Wright. Uh, we did our first school assembly, uh, again, confident and, 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 uh, and okay. You know, I think I, I, I knew that, that there was unconditional love waiting for me, whether I could go on or not. And then from there, it has been uh, just assembly after assembly. Uh, one in particular, returning to my high school alma mater, which was uh, which was a big deal for me. But yeah, so that's how I remember the first opportunity. It was a panic attack. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> well, that's real. Uh, so we're about to go into a, a brief segment uh, where we're going to go through one of your songs, which we'd be like for you to set up for cherishing because we'd like you to introduce the song yourself. Uh, but. When we come back, we're going to go through a practice. And do we need anything for your practice, uh, or is it just our bodies and? Yeah, just if you can, if you can tell anybody in the household or wherever you are, just to give you five minutes of peace, <laughs> and that might be a benefit. But if not, you know, we'll make it work however we need to. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, will you introduce your song, "Cherishing"? Yeah, cher uh, "Cherishing" is a uh, is a little reggae love song uh, that uh, we put together recently, and it is um, is very much about kind of see seeing through your own thoughts and emotions to the truth that's more perpetual and underneath that. You see it in yourself, and you see it in other people. All right. Here we go. In a way. Will be gone. I felt that truth in every lie, and found it more in every conscious breath. I say we taste the day till nothing's left. Now I see you got nothing but love for me, so I'll be cherishing. I can say I'm sorry, but the words fall short. Thank you for listening, everyone. That was Cherishing by Big Infinite. And we're here with our guest, Jordan Lally. Yes, and he's about to, you're about to, I guess, set up what you're, what we're about to do. And uh, what will people, where do they need to put themselves? And um, yes, go ahead and guide us through what this is. Okay, so we're going to do a quick uh practice of meditation, breath-based meditation. So uh, if you can just find a comfortable spot wherever you are, um, 
if you can tell it if you're at home and you can tell people to to give you five minutes or so if you're in a car then i would definitely suggest that you pull over yes <laughs> please don't meditate with your yeah. eyes closed while you're driving <laughs> but other than that it's just about being comfortable the two uh you know my my uh i was not predisposed to meditate so that's kind of the background that i teach from and and the understanding that i try to impart to folks is, is i really want to bring the practice down to earth and make it accessible because that's how i needed it to be so number one is is allow yourself to have a comfortable posture you can sit in a chair you can sit in a fancy meditation posture if you're at home and you want to lie down flat on your back you feel free to do so um, we want to have a posture that embodies both wakefulness and comfort we don't want to be so comfortable we're going to fall asleep we don't want to be so rigid and perfect that we're just creating more physical stress because most of us have enough of that going on in our headspace as it is. Um, the second, uh, the second thing that I like to touch on before I get into any meditation is um, the misconception that you're supposed to stop your thoughts. Mm -hmm. Meditation is not about having this perfectly clear blue sky, uh, stopping your thoughts. In fact, I promise if you try to stop your thoughts, you're just going to create more stress and tension and frustration for yourself. So meditation is a practice of learning and cultivating this ability to observe our thoughts. Uh, and the more and more we practice, we're able to do so from a place of peace. We become less and less emotionally reactive to our own headspace. And so not trying to stop thoughts, allowing them to move through. To cultivate this ability, we use what's called a meditation anchor. It's just a focal point in the present moment that we direct our attention to. Uh, the most common one, the one that we're going to use today, is the breath. And we're going to use a specific breathing technique that I refer to as the easy breath. And to practice the easy breath before we get into the meditation, just so we know what we're doing here, we just inhale through the nose. And then we exhale slow and steady through pursed lips, like we're blowing out through a straw. And that's it. That's the easy breath. And, and the idea there is we purse the lips. We help to regulate the flow of breath. We slow down the exhale. As we slow down the breath cycle and extend that exhalation, we induce what's called our parasympathetic response or our relaxation response. So we, we signal to our nervous system that we're okay. It's all right to calm down. So it's a helpful technique for meditation. It's also a helpful technique just for everyday life when we're feeling stressed out. Um, so I would invite you and, and anybody who's with us to, uh, if you'd like, get comfortable um, and, and as you're ready to close your eyes. Um, generally speaking, uh, it's easier to access a meditative headspace with the eyes closed. I'm going to start this quick meditation with three deep breaths. So I'd invite you to inhale through the nose and then just sigh it out, let go. Another deep breath in through the nose and let it go. And last full, deep, complete breath in and sigh it out, let go. And then we're going to start in straight away with that easy breathing technique. So we're inhaling through the nose and we're exhaling slow and steady through those pursed lips as though we're exhaling through a straw. In through the nose, slow and steady out through the mouth. You can practice this easy breath at your own pace, your own rhythm. Just gonna remain mindful to extend that exhalation. So continuing on with that easy breath, it is now your anchor. It is your home base. To the best of our ability, our attention and our awareness is going to rest with that flow of breath into the nose. Slow and steady out through the mouth. But naturally, our mind will wander, and that's okay. That's part of the deal. 
We just notice whenever the mind wanders off. And then we make a conscious choice to come back to our breath. Inhale through the nose. Slow, steady exhale through the mouth. It doesn't matter how often the mind wanders. It doesn't matter what it wanders off to. It doesn't matter how long we're lost in thought. We just notice whatever we are. And we make that choice to come back to our breath. And through our breath to come back to the present moment. One breath at a time, we accept ourselves just as we are. So if our headspace is racing, thoughts are firing left and right, that's okay. We just breathe and start to cultivate the ability to observe those thoughts. If emotions feel tense or heavy, that's okay as well. We're not trying to forcefully change how we feel. Instead, we're just breathing through those experiences and allowing ourselves to be present with ourselves. If there's distractions outside of ourselves, noisy neighbor, it's okay. If the mind wanders off, we notice. Come back to the breath. Into the nose. Slow, steady exhale. One breath at a time, we foster this shift in our nervous system to a parasympathetic state, a relaxation state. One breath at a time, we start to incrementally change our relationship to our thoughts, to our emotions. Slowly and surely, we arrive and cultivate a greater capacity for self-acceptance. And we put self-love into action. This willingness simply to be present with ourselves to be present with our peace, just as we're present with our anxiety, to be present with our happiness, just as we're present with our sorrow. One breath at a time. And so just a few more easy breaths to close out our practice. Mindful of the sensation of the breath in through the nostrils, out across the lips, lungs filling and emptying. And now we'll close out our meditation just as we started with our three deep breaths. As we're ready, let's inhale through the nose and sigh it out. Deep breath in, sigh it out. Last deep, full breath in and let it go. Opening the eyes as you're ready. That's our quick little five-minute meditation. Uh, the thing that I offer to people with their first practice or even their first hundred practices is a reminder that is 
Meditation is not a forceful pursuit of peace. I must relax right now. <laughs> Meditation is a practice in self-acceptance. It's a practice in self-love. So we're just present with ourselves one breath at a time. I feel like we need like another five minutes to just absorb <laughs> a practice. Um, is that a practice that you teach in when you when you go to present at schools and is that something you incorporate with your yeah. programming absolutely that's uh that breathing technique um a similar meditation though we accompany it with a song the song i am love that i mentioned earlier um to kind of help the students stay engaged while 700 or a thousand of their peers are all around them uh, but yeah that's a practice that we teach and and uh, that and similar practices i teach in my other uh, meditation endeavors as well you need maybe you have them but you need like guided audio meditations jordan <laughs> to give out to people i do i do actually have some i i uh i'd like to get better at recording them but i do have some uh available yeah mm. some are available at edlallyfoundation.org if you go onto the self-care page there's a, a variety of resources there and including a couple guided meditations from yours truly mm. I think that's really wonderful that you named the foundation, you know, the way you did. And um, so who was someone that was instrumental in getting you into meditation? Uh, that was just a bit of serendipity. I was at my father's uh, viewing before his funeral a couple of days before. And um, a, an old friend of his handed my mom a book um, called Proof of Heaven. It's by uh, Dr. Evan Alexander, who's a, a brain surgeon who had, had a near-death experience. And so uh, the book was meant to console my mom. She wasn't in a place to be consoled at the time. So she just sort of handed the book off to me. And for whatever reason, I felt compelled to read it that night between that night and the next couple of days to the funeral. And it was a really interesting read. Um, but really the one thing that resonated with me was that Dr. Alexander mentioned that after he returned from this really powerful near-death experience that he had had, the closest thing that came to approximating the peace he had experienced was meditation. And so it just kind of, stuck with me and I really, you know, I knew I needed to do something. Otherwise I was, I was conscious and fearful perhaps that my, my brain might follow a similar trajectory as my father's had one day. And mm -hmm. so I just started meditating and um, kind of was too anxious to go to a class. So I made a, a thousand mistakes along the way, but that's the way it's really learned. And, and uh, I think the most important thing and the most important thing that I tell people is just to be consistent meditate every day and don't set some lofty expectation. I have to meditate 20 minutes. Like if you do two minutes of that breathing, we just did right there and start with that, you know, meet yourself where you're at and just build that momentum and just be consistent. Yeah. It's similar to, um, but we, we try to encourage people with their creativity to just to keep showing up. Um, even if it's, if it's speaking out loud, if it's an instrument you play or, if you're a visual artist, it's giving yourself the space to just keep showing up and trying. Um, and so, yeah, I, I love that, that encouragement of just keep showing up, <laughs> even if it's messy. Um, we, um, we're going to take another short break. And I believe the next song that we're sharing with our listeners is still an animal. If you'd like to um, frame that out for us a little bit. Uh, yeah, this is uh, the this, this is the song that basically gave birth to the Big Infinite. It's one of the mm -hmm. first ones I wrote after I lost my dad, and it was by far uh, one of the most honest songs I'd written at the time. And it just is about uh, honoring your emotions, which for me, there was a lot of untapped anger that I hadn't dealt with uh, for many, many years. And so I needed to still be an animal sometimes. That's the best intro I can offer. Mm 
All right, here we go. The future in my head Built from the worst of my fears I try to Still an Animal by Big Infinite. Uh, you know, I really love the fact that you all cover a lot of different genres in your music. Uh, what do you think is that space of overlap between all of those different music forms that y'all use? Hmm. That's I, a rough I question. I didn't even... <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, I, if you're asking me to like... Uh, uh, Put us in a genre i have no clue what we are and i would appreciate anybody else's opinion on that but you know i i can offer the reasoning uh behind that and it's it's just the the sort of diverse background that my, my bandmates and i come from and we all just have these different influences and um and so uh that i think actually back in the fiction 20 down days the songs were a bit homogenized and now that we're uh kind of free expressing ourselves outside of music it just becomes a natural extension to like if, if this song is a happy song it should be a reggae song you know or if this song's about kind of expressing your anger then maybe it should be a little bit heavier and, and kind of give uh you know give give voice to that so um. yeah i think sometimes the chord structures uh i don't know if you start with where you start like if you start with the chord foundation first or a melody for the the lyrics first and then you build like where you build from but i i just feel like yeah, I feel like a lot of times the chord structure dictates, you know, the form sometimes it, that a song will take. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for, for us, uh, I think it starts in the melody, the lyric and the melody. And then, you know, my bandmates are, are tremendous musicians. So I lean on them a lot for the musicianship. You know, I'll come with the lyrics and the melody and, and maybe some, uh, you know, some, a chord progression. But then they, they kind of really allow it to come to life. Yeah, that was production is dope. I just want to say that. I was like, Man, it's crystal clear. Y'all still have crystal clear. It, it kind of, uh, it aligns a bit with um, what you were speaking about with meditation, how you're um, you're just allowing for the, the thoughts to come up and you're not judging them or trying to put them into a box, right? It's just observing it's there. And I think there might be some parallels there with your music making as well, where it's like, this song feels like this and that's, that's kind of the genre it fits into. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're hundred percent right. Like the, the, the changes in my person, which are directly attributed to meditation by extension became changes in our music. Um, and, and uh, yeah, it's just kind of allowing yourself that freedom to express yourself, which I didn't allow myself in any space of my life before, you know, 10 years ago at all. So it's kind of nice just to be free and like let, let things end up where they're supposed to end up, like whatever serve, serves a song, you know what I mean? Mm. 
We um we want to make sure that we give you time to share. We want to share your uh, documentary trailer, but if you could um, explain to our listeners kind of what what this documentary is about, and and then we'll we'll play that for our listeners. Yeah. So uh, the documentary is called Power of Expression, and it is uh, it began and and still lives as a school assembly, uh, mental health assembly that my bandmates uh, and I offer, where I share you know some stories and um, we interweave songs throughout that. Um, and it's, you know, all around mental health awareness and suicide prevention. And so we're offering that to schools for a couple of years and then uh, COVID hit and we pivoted and created a video version of our assembly so we could uh, continue our outreach. And then those videos uh, happened to find uh, a director uh, by the name of Greg Cherry, who's done some really powerful mental health films, documentaries, uh, a new one called My Ascension, another one previously called Suicide, the Ripple Effect. And and so Greg said, these videos are great. I think they should be a documentary. So he took the videos, repurposed them, added some footage and stuff and, and turned it into a documentary, which now we offer to as an option for schools that we, we are not traveling to or for community organizations. And and, uh, and so, yeah, that's that's the power of expression. Mm. You get to broaden your reach that way by providing that documentary. That's amazing. So we're, uh, we want to share the trailer with y'all. Here we go. <laughs> what you have with all that you have and continue to get through all of your battles it's okay life didn't go that way we started our career in the music business under the name fiction 20 down we won the breakout artist of the year at the maryland music awards began touring all across the u.s and even charted in the top 10 on itunes but all of that came to an abrupt end when I got the call. My father had passed away. His battle with clinical depression had culminated in suicide. This was the great wake-up call of my life and a turning point for our band. You see, he believed the hype in his head when I told him there was no hope. If there's one thing I've experienced and come to realize since my father passed away, it's that just about everybody can relate to what it feels like to be depressed or anxious. I first started to see what panic attacks and anxiety was like in first grade. My first experience with depression started my senior year of high school. Now, I'd wanted to be a singer-songwriter since high school, but thanks to the anxiety, I didn't get around to singing out loud for anybody else to hear until I was 27 years old. At the end of the day, I just want to be found. Whoa, I just want to be found. Yeah. And though I'd written songs for a number of years before I lost my dad, it was only after he passed that I started to get really and truly honest in my songs. I choose to stand, but my head tells me otherwise. With my heart beating out my chest. Depression and anxiety had always been the things that isolated me from the world. And now they were the very thing that was connecting me to people. And if you are in the midst of some mental, emotional struggle, the power of expression can not only help you to cope with those experiences, but it'll help you to heal. Darkness cannot exist in the presence of light. I choose to laugh. In the face of depression And you are that light With all these tears running down my face 
Together, we will heal. The truth of freedom is her joy and sorrow. Before tomorrow, only now, I am loved. Before anything else, it's just sometimes I must remind myself yeah, so I was gonna say, um when I was asking that question, it wasn't about genre. For me, it was about the place that you you write from. Um, and for me, I hear your place of overlap being spirit and truth. Um, I feel like that's where all of your songs come from. You're being truthful about where you are in your life and what you want to present. And then it's coming from your spirit, which is that infinite place in all of us uh, that will continue on it was here before we understood what time was and it'll be here after time ends um i think it's a really 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 powerful place to write from yeah wow that was that was beautiful and and yes i, I think i might need to steal that explanation <laughs> <laughs> steal the intro and steal that part too. <laughs> um yeah that that is that is the overlap you're absolutely right it is uh, it is all this uh, this desire to be truthful and honest and to express myself in the most authentic vulnerable way possible both as a means to to let go um and then to connect with other people and all of that ultimately is fueled by by spirit you know and like or and letting go of that stuff allows me to have a deeper connection with with spirit because that stuff was in, in the way particularly when i wasn't expressing it when i was just shoving it all down and bottling it up and putting on a, a certain mask for the world um i was just disconnected and so it's, it's really you know, means means to connect. Yeah, it is. It is really great when you learn how to take raw the raw energy of our emotions and figuring out how to channel it in a way that best serves not just ourselves but humanity. Like it's like I'm I when I write songs, I'm writing for myself, but I'm also writing for who could who could this connect to and how would they be able to? I'm not watering down the message, but I'm I want to put it in a way that it's like, oh, I can connect to that. Oh, I feel that, you know, when you sang that riff or when you put it in this form, you know, with these with these influences, it's like, boom, that 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 nailed it, you know, yeah. getting it right. But just like knowing that it's it's going to morph because how you sing a song this year, you're not going to sing it the same way four years from now. You're going to sing it differently. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um yeah, I, I, it, yeah. For me, a lot of times at the inception of a song, like it'll be an emotional experience. Like a, a, a lyric will come through, and it'll be so, it, it'll offer so much clarity and truth to it that I will have, you know, an emotion connected to it. And then shortly thereafter, uh, you know, I, I think or get excited about the possibility that maybe it'll resonate with someone else, and they'll have that same emotional connection, and maybe it'll allow to create some measure of catharsis for them. Cause that's, that's the only reason I, I got into music is because that's what music allowed for me. Uh, when I was a lost kid in college, uh, avoiding everything, right. Every, all my thoughts, emotions, feelings, everything. The only thing that ever could kind of break through was, uh, was a few songs, you know, and they would just kind of 
chip away and they would they would kind of put a mirror up for myself and help me see myself uh, and so and help me to heal even you know before i was necessarily conscious that that was what was happening yeah there was something you touched on when we had our pre-interview with you where um you said they, one of your goals with touring around to schools and speaking to um, the age groups that you do is to let them know like you are not alone um and I think music, like what you're saying, you know, your experience of being in college and, and <laughs> music kind of being the beeline to, to the soul in a sense of um, connecting with you that way. So um, I think you also shared there was a school counselor that, that had said to you, like you're, um, you're sharing things or, or you're, what, how did you put it? Um, they're, they're waiting to have these conversations. I think that's what you said. Yeah. 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 Uh, and, and it was helpful because, you know, sometimes people can kind of frame things as, as uh, and Andrea has done many times today already, uh, can frame things for you in a way that maybe you can't because you're, you're, you're in it. Um, right. And, and yeah, she said uh, that, that, you know, you, you guys are, are, I mean, in essence, it was like you're giving students permission to have these conversations or to feel these feelings. Uh, and, and she went on to say like the only people, the, the parents and the, not the parents, the adults in their lives are the ones that are, that are not allowing that. And they, they, these kids want to have these conversations. They, they want it to be okay because it is okay. It's healthy. You know, it's important that we have these conversations that we express ourselves in this way. So yeah, that was, that was what she shared with us that it was, it was kind of, uh, allowing, you know, creating that space and giving permission to do mm -hmm. so. So I know that um, people could go to your website and find out like what's happening or what's about to happen in the very near future. But is there anything that you want to let our listeners and viewers know about what you have going on or is about to happen? Um, nothing specifically, though, although I would love to put it out there. If anybody is interested in the power of expression coming to your school or community, uh, please, please find us at uh, the Lally Foundation website or the Big Infinite website. And um, yeah, we would love to, you know, whether whether we can make the trip. Uh, in person or, or uh, do something virtually. Um, yeah, that's, that's the biggest thing that I want to put out there because we're, we're thankfully being able to expand and we've been up and down the East coast and now we're looking to expand further. So. Yeah. So if you're, you're wanting to do that, that's Ed, E D Lally, L A L L Y foundation.org, Ed Lally foundation.org. And that's where you can find, you have a great website, by the way, mm -hmm. as a wealth of, of different things, including that trailer that we just viewed and listened to. You can also watch that trailer again. And then I think we're going to be doing a giveaway. Yes. You're so generous, on. so generous, Jordan, to do a giveaway with our listeners. Um, Jordan's offering, I think it's up to 10 free downloads of um of the documentary and the promo code for that is hearts need art so we'll put the link for that in the comments um and that's i assume on a first come first serve basis <laughs> so whoever gets there first uh uses that promo code um you'll be the lucky recipient of that beautiful documentary i to get blessed <laughs> <laughs> You really are a blessing and so is your music because it, it's going to yes. breathe life on a lot of people who are struggling, really, really struggling with their emotions because we need to affirm ourselves. And sometimes our affirmations have to begin with other people. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I just want to thank you guys so much for, for the kind words and, and for this opportunity to, to share music and kind of what we're all about at uh, 
you guys are wonderful. I love everything that, that your organization is about and this podcast is about. So thank you so much for, for having me. Yes. And finally, we're going to listen to I Am Love. Here it is. Finally. <laughs> and today, right here on Arts for the Health of It, we are going to listen to your song. Take it away, Jordan. I am worthy of an unconditional love. I am worthy of all the dreams that I can muster. My body's failing me Cause I am more than just these shaking bones For far too long I've pushed you all away from me I pushed the button too fast. <laughs> that was good. I, I didn't know if I was supposed to do an intro or not. I, I started talking, but I wasn't even sure. Yep, I was gonna say, that was, so. that was my funny. bad. <laughs> well, we we just want to thank you again so much for being with us today. Um, and again, we will put links in the comments to Ed Lally Foundation to um, the giveaway, and we just loved our time with you. Thank you. Likewise, thank you guys both so much. Thanks for helping us breathe. Bye. <laughs> Oh, let me get this right. There we go. What's the two of us? Do it if we try. You keep going. You don't, need, you don't need. You don't need to apologize. Um, you posted recently, vocab about. Oh goodness, I think it was you going back to your middle school. I did. Yeah, I and did. I was like, this is kind of a tie-in with what we're talking about. You, you know, you going back to speak to the students there and if you're willing to share about that a, little, a bit. Yeah, it's actually very interesting because Jordan's story and my story are similar in the fact that it was the death of someone that brought our purpose to life. Mm -hmm. um, and we had to find a way to memorialize and tri pay tribute to the people that we've lost and dealing with a great deal of grief. So I was 13 years old. I was at John Wood Middle School and there was a young lady that I was very close to, very much like a wildflower of a young lady. Uh, and her boyfriend murdered her. Mm -hmm. And uh, I wanted to do a, something to memorialize her because I was, I was just devastated by the situation. And it was my middle school art teacher, Linda Bowling, who said, come to my classroom during your gym period, just sit. And she, she led me through a breathing meditation. And she was like, and when you feel ready, just sketch, sketch something, draw something. Cause that's her language, you know, art. Mm -hmm. So I started drawing a tree and somewhere in the middle of drawing that tree, words came to me from my friend and I began to write a poem. And so that I, the first time I ever did like public speaking of, of a poem was at her memorial and uh, just seeing how it impacted her family um, made me just want to write 
and always write for people, always write to, to get these emotions and make these points of connection. So that's what I did. And I went back to John Wood Middle School where I, you know, went to middle school and I taught for Black History Month. And then I had never posted the footage of me walking to the school and talking right. about it. I was like, let me do that. So I did. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, um, I knew pieces of that story, but not the whole thing. So I, I really appreciate you sharing that. And um, my condolences too, just for the loss of your friend. I, I don't know that that ever gets easier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We just find different ways to um, cope with, with things and being like, man, you know, I, I, I hope that other young ladies and young men and, and young children, like they find someone or get introduced someone who, who can, show them what expression can do for them when they're frustrated or when they're hurting um, or even when they're in a good place. Cause sometimes yeah. you're not necessarily in a place of hurt and devastation when you, you can find art and it could just be a great powerful outlet still uh, have some other things coming up. Uh, speaking of art and powerful expressions, yes. I'm going to be teaching a workshop uh, for mosaics at the blue star um, it's about time for registration to close, I believe. But if you know any young adults, maybe they can still get up in there. Uh, I'll be teaching on Friday evenings and Saturday afternoons at, uh, you know, the Blue Star. And uh, there's a QR code on the screen they could scan or they could go to GeminiInc.org and find out more about this ecrastic poetry and creative writing experience. Mm. Awesome. What else? There's this other one, too. Yes. Okay. So for Black History Month, I've curated an, a reading and uh, there's going to be singer songwriters and poets and hip hop artists. We're all going to converge on Plaza de Armas and we're going to perform in the gallery that's going on right now. Perspectives from Black contemporary artists, all San Antonio artists have art displayed there. Wow. And then we're going to do live performance stuff on February 22nd from 6 to 8. And it is $3.99 to get in and there will be refreshments. So oh, wow. Busy water and some cheese and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that's all you need, water and cheese. Just those two things. Oh man! Um, <laughs> if like, you're this is not all water and cheese here, <laughs> but, but yes, sometimes a, a good cube of cheese will get you right. That's right. It'll it'll and some artisan crackers. <laughs> it'll get you through artisan crackers. Those are mm, delicious. Mm, the crunch, the crunch of it all. Oh my goodness. Okay. We're almost, We're almost done for the day. Yeah. We, we want to make sure that we thank a few of our sponsors. And if you are interested in sponsoring the podcast, you can scan this QR code that's in the bottom corner. Uh, you could also visit heartsneedart.org slash podcast. There's information on there to become a supporter. Um, but we want to thank the Nancy Smith Heard Foundation and Jane Phipps and a recent new supporter, Valerie Hall. Just thank you so thank much. You. Yeah, just for um, giving us more opportunities to share people with with you, like mm -hmm. Jordan and highlighting um, the artists of our nation. Yeah, we might be doing some international stuff. I know so we have some people that are coming through that are not even from America; they're from down under. They're from Australia. Yes, yes. So we, we we have some upcoming guests that are going to be really, really just from different parts of the world, and they're gonna bring in these expressions and some of the stuff we're going to do right here on the air with you. Yes. So join us. If you're listening, go watch the video yeah. on YouTube or Facebook. <laughs> yeah. 
And until next week, keep creating everyone. Make sure you like or subscribe wherever you are listening or watching. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Arts for the Health of It. This episode is produced by Hearts Need Art creative support for patients and caregivers. You can support the show and help others learn about the healing power of the arts by visiting heartsneedart.org. The views expressed on this podcast do not necessarily reflect the views of Hearts Need Art, their staff, board members, or other affiliates. All content is created for informational purposes only. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice or to diagnose and treat any health condition. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health professional with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you've heard on this podcast.